Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. While Samsung's foldable line may garner most of the spotlight, its smartwatches are fascinating because they represent an unprecedented merging of technology between the Korean electronics giant and Google and its Wear OS platform. But is this union enough to make it a worthy competitor to the Apple Watch? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Here to share his impressions of the new Galaxy Watch 4 and Watch 4 Classic is CNET's wearable guru, Scott Stein. Welcome, Scott. Hey, Roger. Thanks for having me on. So I went over the broad strokes of the news yesterday with Shar Tipkin, but I really wanted to get your hands-on or, or wrist-on impressions of the new Galaxy Watches. So at first blush, because I know you haven't had a huge amount of time with them, how are they? Yeah, that's the hard part. Um, sorry, I laugh when you said wearables guru, because I'm like, I don't know if anyone can be a wearables guru. But, uh, but um, <laughs> If there is one, you're it. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, come on. But um, after wearing them for... Uh, really just a day right now, it's so hard to tell, you know, where, uh, watches you want to wear for like a week to really see what the data is and how it hooks in. Um, I'm using a new phone to test with it. Um, uh, a Samsung phone that, um, that I got with it, with a test SIM. And, you know, so I, I think right now that the hardest thing to tell about this is it's a whole new step for Samsung. Absolutely. And, and even for Google. And when you have that new software, um, you don't know how much of it is going to keep emerging over time. Right now, what's interesting, and I'm wearing it right now, um, it totally does feel like a fusion of Wear OS watches and Samsung watches, which is what you'd expect. But like a lot of the interface um, is very Wear OS um, with the swiping and the and the tutorial and the notifications and things. Um, the sort the, the touch sensitive or or rotating bezel based navigation for these tiles. Um, is very Samsung. Um, so if you use previous Samsung watches, there is a rotating bezel that Samsung's made a big deal with where you spin the outer edge. It's a cool feature. You can go through the watch faces. It's not necessary now though, because you can also swipe hmm. uh, to do it. So it's kind of more of a cosmetic tweak, but, um, but, but, but I like the visual look, the, the watch face animations and the more, I guess I would call more watchy feeling stuff that Samsung I think brings to the table, but the hook in stuff, that's the Google part. That's promising that, you know, it's Google play based. So it loads Wear OS apps and things like that. Yeah. I'm curious about that. Cause it, the way you describe it, it's almost like there's these two sides and how seamless is this integration or does it feel like, you know, kind of an obvious mish- mashing of the two and it, it's not quite as smooth as, as you'd like. This is sort of a, you know, around like a 1.0 version of this, of this integration. Yeah. It's not quite as smooth as what I'd like. It really feels like Samsung meeting Google and trying to figure this out. For instance, uh, you know, it's Google play right now at this moment, there's no Google assistant on the yeah. watch. Um, there's Samsung Bixby. Hey, Bixby. Hey, Bixby. No, the thing that no one uses. Yeah, I don't want to use Bixby. I really don't. Um, I I really want to use Google Assistant. Now, at some point, 
that that could shift, but I don't know when. And uh, you can get Google Pay or Samsung Pay on the watch. Hmm. Uh, Samsung Health is the fitness platform. You can also load Google Fit, but it's not like it's kind of riding along. It's not the integral part. Like Samsung has a new health sensor for body fat sensing and things like that. That's all Samsung health based. You know, those can emerge. Plus you have Fitbit writing in the background, which Google acquired, mm-hmm. but Fitbit is not part of this yet. Yeah. Very, very confusing. Um, let's, let's switch gears to the health aspect that you, you sort of touched upon. Cause I thought for me, that was the most fascinating part. Obviously Apple has made a big deal about the health aspects or benefits of its Apple watch and Samsung spent some time in its presentation talking about the health Can you kind of run through some of the uh, aspects that health covers or Samsung health covers with this new watch. Yeah. Samsung pushed into a new sensor in this watch. And that's one of the biggest things it's a, it's a electrical impedance. This is the type of stuff that you like, you see on scales sometimes uh, it, it, it's, it's been on previous wearables, like the Jawbone up three, which didn't really use it, but it's, it's, getting an electrical circuit through your body contact to look for uh, water levels and do like a body fat analysis. It, it, it shows what it says is skeletal muscle analysis, your, your BMI, your metabolic. It sounds, it look it's ambitious. This is a long, like a list of seven or eight little or seven things. Um, and are they accurate? You know, I find when I step on scales that they give me those readings, I kind of discount them because I don't really know uh, what's kicking in. They Sometimes they can fluctuate. Samsung claims theirs is very accurate. I have not tested this against, um, you know, an, a lab thing. Um, it, it's it's a little distressing, too, to see, look, it's telling me that all my numbers are not good, which you, I'm, I'm, I'm overweight. And, you know, OK, tell me something I don't know. But the problem I find is that even if you know this data after doing a couple of scans, um, what do I do with it? Um, it, it, what you have to do is hold your two fingers on the side of the buttons and complete a circuit for 15 seconds, kind of like ECG, but different. And, and so then, yeah, I know all my data is bad. Uh, I want the coaching part, which right now I don't really see. Yeah. And I know that that's been a criticism of some of the, the kind of prior fitness gear. I know, uh, Katie Collins had written a story about that, but having all that sleep data and not actually being able to do anything with it. And that's been kind of the missing and, and really it's stressing her out because she got all this data that told her it wasn't great, but not really getting a lot of advice. Um, the guidance aspect was missing. That's interesting. Yeah. That's still the case here with, with Samsung health and this watch. Um, speaking of sleep, the, there is a snore detection on this, right? Yes. How does that work? Well, I tried last night. It's my first night sleeping with it. Uh, what it does is it uses the microphone on your Android phone. So you have to set it up to, to start. You have to check a setting that says record while sleeping, which means you want to keep your phone charging nearby and lying on a flat table. And then it's, it's, it, it's just listening. And then it's using those to inform the interruptions. Now, I think problem is that A, I use a CPAP. Cause I already know that I have mm. sleep apnea and I use a white noise thing at night. Yep. Now I tried falling asleep last night for a while without the CPAP, which is not a great thing to do, but if that's the only way I would get snoring to show up. Um, and I kind of tried to wake myself up or just hoped I would wake up, which I, you know, I did. Um, I didn't, st- it did not detect any snoring and I don't know if it's because I didn't sleep the whole night or if the white noise machine was on afterwards. Um, but that's how that works. It's not a, 
technically an on-watch feature. So like the way you describe it, do I even need the watch for this? Or can I just use, if I had a Samsung phone, can I just do it with that or? You would assume, but I think what it's doing is combining with sleep data that the watch is collecting. Oh, like I guess um, movement, so like it would combine movement. It's movement, heart rate, and the watch is also taking more frequent blood oxygen pings once a mm. minute at night. Um, I did not get that reading this morning. Sometimes that happens where it says like it needs to be further up the wrist, which is a little weird for, for some readings. It actually recommends to move the watch further up your wrist, which is not a thing that the people do ever. It, that doesn't feel comfortable. <laughs> um, your wrist kind of, or mine tapers. So, um, th that's kind of weird. Um, and I think blood oxygen is something that we looked at for the past year, Apple, Samsung, Fitbit, they have not, these are not medically cleared blood oxygen trackers and you, you, they don't replace even the pulse ox that you would, you would buy for your home. Yep. I, I found in the past year, I used some of this stuff and it can be very confusing. Sometimes I got very low readings and then it was fine. And I went, Oh, wait a second. Do I have a problem? And then I would check a pulse ox and it would be okay. And, um, they get very finicky, like early heart rate uh, monitoring. And even now with heart rate monitoring optically sometimes. So then you got to take it all the big grain of salt. Um, and that's why I think when you start doing this stuff, a lot of these companies like Samsung, their ability to coach and guide based on this stuff, they have disclaimers that say, you know, not to be used for this. It's just for general information. And that really hampers how, how useful this can be. Right. Um, the more complicated the data gets. And uh, you mentioned that, that there was some coaching aspect or because does, does it actually offer you recommendations based on the data it collects? No. So not at the moment. Now, after only one day, maybe I'll see more. And also mm -hmm. I, mean, I need to check back in and see maybe there's software updates coming that are going to do that. You know, we're, all, we're still weeks away from the watch coming out right. uh, August 27th. And Google may be rolling out, you like Google and Samsung, both potentially randomly rolling out updates at any time on these platforms. So, but, but at the moment you're just kind of presented the data in a chunk or your sleep, the sleep, you get a sleep score, which mm -hmm. is kind of like with Fitbit and a lot of, a lot of, uh, sleep detection things are doing. That's nice. But, you know, again, you're gonna say it's not very actable on that stuff. And there's nothing right now that really tells you, Hey, maybe you should see a sleep doctor because again, that recommendation goes into a whole medical diagnostic. It's like the way with AFib, they have to all these disclaimers. Mm -hmm, on. Mm -hmm. um, it's only for this and you still should see a doctor. I, I guess beyond and beyond the health stuff, what other, I guess, applications or features on this new watch are, are, are worth mentioning. I know you talked about the bezel control for the the classic, yeah. which is the more expensive stainless steel model. Uh, I talked about this yesterday with Shara. I, I love that bezel because that was the thing that distracted my kid when he was on the changing table. <laughs> he was spinning it around and it was the best thing ever. Um, but any other features that are, are there noteworthy? Because for me, the health stuff stood out, but I don't know if there was anything I was missing in that presentation. I really, I mean, this is kind of silly stuff. I really like the watch faces. They, they are some really beautiful, cool, animated watch faces. I mean, it's like, I mean, like Apple Watch has some cool watch faces. I feel like this watch is stepping into that zone where it, I feel like it's a lot more vibrant, a lot more dynamic feeling when you, when you look at a bunch of them. I think that's the goal. It's also Samsung's new processor. There's a higher resolution display. So mm. it's, it's, it's very pretty. I, 
you know, hesitate to say that that's like, you know, you don't need to leap out and get that. But I think if you're looking for a cool watch that maybe has a lot of upside with that and, and also has some of the complications like information, like widgets from different apps, um, it's nice to see that. I think with the Google play support, you're going to start seeing hopefully a lot more useful apps coming in that you could start hooking in. I mean, that, that's kind of the, was the annoying part before with Samsung and Wear OS is they, they fragmented. And so as a result, like Apple watch had a hard enough time getting apps to come aboard at times to that platform. And, and then you have these two different platforms. You got to have one that, that, that everyone's going to be on. So I think that's promising and it's, it's, it's lightweight. It's, it's nicely built. doesn't look tremendously exciting, but that's because Samsung has done this design before really it's, it's the software that's kind of new, the design they've, they've nailed. And that's, what they're leaning on to say, well, well, they're trying to get Google aboard that. Right. Right. Uh, and lastly, and I know there's a bit of a loaded question, but when looking at this, uh, based on your early impressions, like how does this stack up to an Apple watch? And again, I, I asked this knowing that it's not like an iPhone user can go and buy one of these or an Android user can go and buy an Apple watch, but in terms of just, you know, the appeal and the, the, the usefulness of these things, like how does it stack up against Apple watches, which is the, you know, the default leader in smartwatches at this point. This feels a lot more embryonic. You know, I feel like it needs to know a little more of what it is. And, and in that sense, Samsung is making big claims about how hooked in it is. And I'm, I want to try to understand that, you know, for instance, like having Bixby, you know, I'm used to on an Apple watch using, I actually have used the voice commands quite frequently mm. to uh, do things like simple things like set a timer or, or connect to something else and set an alarm or do other system setting things that I know we're going to carry over, um, across the board. And I still don't entirely get that sense here, especially via the Bixby, Bixby, um, route. And so I, I feel like you know, Apple has polished that, that watch phone connectivity crazily, like the unlocking the phone and the watch now. Yeah. I use that a ton in the masking stuff, the way it allows you to bypass when wearing a mask, um, when you're wearing a watch to unlock, um, there's a lot of fusion synergy stuff with the AirPods too. I haven't tried these out with the new buds plus with some of them, they have a, a, a better switching capability. But I think that's going to be a big road they need to, to figure out. Um, it's going to be hard to beat Apple on that. Where Apple lags is a lot of stuff that's not just about that synergy. You know, things like sleep tracking or mm -hmm. some of the health ecosystem things, which I still feel like are not as exciting as Fitbits. Or, um, you know, and, and I think that's where, where Samsung actually has a lot of interesting health stuff, but it's not hooked into the rest of what Google's doing. And right. yet, and so I'm, I'm feeling still these pieces. That's my, that's my long answer is that <laughs> there's, I hate to say, I hate to, use, hate to use the word potential, but with Google not releasing Wear OS three to other watches until 2022, hmm. it's hard to tell if this is a great thing to get now or more likely a 1.0 that you may want to wait out. And I hate feeling that way. It's only day one. I got to wear it more, but that's how I'm kind of feeling. 
Thanks, Scott. I mean, clearly this is something that you're going to need to spend some time on and really think through. I think this whole this whole category needs to evolve in general. Uh, you can check out his full coverage at CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.